1: Zero zero two at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to HBC Prayer list 2020 at gmail.com.
2: Good evening, church family and guests. We're glad that you've joined us tonight for our Wednesday evening podcast. We've been looking at the book of 2 Corinthians, and uh, we've gone all the way to chapter 9. And we're going to be looking at more verses of Scripture in chapter 9 at a later time. Uh, but notice uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. As we look at this tonight, it's just in time for Christmas. Notice what it says. 2 Corinthians 9, 15. Paul says, Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift, His indescribable gift. Our Father, we want to come and approach your throne tonight thanking you for that indescribable gift, the gift of your Son that came that very first Christmas and brought the gift of eternal life as He died on the cross for our sins. Father, we pray that You'd help us tonight as we think about that indescribable gift and that we'll understand more about who You are, who You're asking to follow You, and what we need to do as Your people as we do follow You. And we ask your blessings on this podcast tonight. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. This Christmas we want to look at God's indescribable gift that He gave that very first Christmas. The gift of His Son Jesus Christ. God's gift. And as we think about that gift. I'd like to bring to your thoughts the Christmas song entitled, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Longfellow's poem that describes the uh, things that were going on in his life, in his day and time, about Christmas, but yet that Christmas was during the Civil War and a very terrible time in his life, his wife had died about a year earlier in a terrible accident, and his son had joined the Union Army and had been wounded severely and had been brought home to recuperate. And it was with that background we look at I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Think of these words I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day their old familiar carol play. And wild and sweet the word repeats, a peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song, a peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then peal the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. As we think about that song, God's gift alone is stronger than the hate and despair that mockingly stands in opposition against peace on earth and goodwill to men. Whatever the difficulty that we may face in these days, in which we live approaching Christmas in 2021 God's gift the gift of His one and only Son born of a virgin born to die as I mentioned a moment ago but that's going to prevail and triumph over evil God's gift is a gift worth receiving that indescribable gift however if you are going to receive god's gift then we need to take some lessons from an individual in the bible narrative that many times is read and a part of that christmas story and that is about Simeon. Simeon was an individual who lived at the time that Jesus was born. And he was daily in the temple courts. And the Bible says that Mary and Joseph were amazed by the things that Simeon said about their baby in Luke chapter 2 they were speechless as they listened to words inspired of course by the Holy Spirit that he gave it had been nearly a year since the angel had come to Mary with the news that she would give birth to the Messiah and since Joseph's angelic dream assuring him that Mary's child was conceived by the Holy Spirit and the child Would be born, promised to be the Messiah. It had now been a month since the baby's birth. And the surprising visit of the shepherds that came on that very first night. Who spoke of the angels. Life. and the other things that uh accompanied that night life had started to get back to normal for these new parents or their new normal i guess we would say wouldn't we as they were displaced from their home in nazareth and now were completely relocated in Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph brought their child to the temple according to what the scriptures told them to do. The Jewish custom from the law. Now Joseph had known that Jesus was a special baby. The shepherds had also confirmed this to this couple. But now someone else would see and proclaim what they already knew to be true. This was no ordinary child. This was the promised Messiah. God's gift. An indescribable gift. Now notice that the Scriptures tell us that those who look for God's gift can find it. Luke 2:25 tells us about Simeon. And now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Now notice Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. The New Literal Translation says, He eagerly expected Messiah to come. That's the message that the Bible is telling us about here. The Message Translation says, He lived in prayerful expectation of the help of Israel. Simeon was not just waiting around hoping to see the Messiah. Simeon was looking for the Messiah. He had an expectation. There was something burning within his heart that told him that the Messiah was coming soon. The Holy Spirit was telling him that. So he had his eyes open expecting to see the fulfillment of God's promise. Now notice verse 9 in Luke chapter 11. It says, Seek, and you will find. You see, an individual has to look for Jesus in order to find Him. They can't just be standing around. They have to search for Him. But those looking for Jesus will find Him. If you're looking for God's gift, you too can find it. God's not trying to hide it from us. God wants us to receive it. And He's made the gift of His Son easy to find for all of us. Yet, how many of us is it possible to say that we have seen Jesus, seen the Messiah? Sometimes people see something but they don't really see it. We can look right at someone and not know that they're there. We can look at something and look right through it and miss it altogether. Have you ever walked right past someone you knew, a friend or even a, even a family member, and not recognized them? It was because that you weren't expecting to see them where you saw them. Or, have you ever bought a new car and that new car was something that you really liked, you'd looked at it, you'd researched it, you bought it, and you think that it's different than any other car on the road. But then as you drive down the highway, you see your car (laughs) everywhere. Why is that? Well, now you're looking for it. You're looking to see if anyone else has your car. Well, that's just how it is when we're looking but not seeing. But when we begin to look for it, we see it. It's possible For an individual to miss God's gift this Christmas. We can go through the holiday season and not even see Jesus in anything. Simply because we're not looking for Him. Now let us notice the assurance of God's gift. And you can know about it even before you see it. Luke 2.26 says... It had been revealed to Simeon by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord Christ. So Simeon was looking and expecting to see God as he had been sent as a baby. And before Simeon saw Jesus, with his eyes the Holy Spirit had assured him that he would find what he was looking for the Holy Spirit gave Simeon the faith that he needed to keep looking and not to give up remember some 400 years had gone by since God had last spoken to his people through one of the prophets would God ever send the promise of the Messiah Well, Simeon was told that he would live to see God's promise fulfilled. That he would see the Messiah. And he believed it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. You see, Simeon was sure of what he hoped for and certain of what he had not seen yet. And so he looked for God's gift and he looked in the right place and in the right way. Verse 27 tells us that he was moved by the Holy Spirit and went into the temple courts. You see, Simeon found Jesus at the temple. But this wasn't on the Sabbath or a regular day of worship Simeon was moved by the Holy Spirit to go to the temple that day and not only did Simeon have regular times of corporate worship at the temple but he had private and personal times of worship with God as well we should as well notice also here Verses 28 through 32. In order to receive God's gift, we need to know what we're looking for. It says here that Simeon took him, took Jesus, in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. Think about that. Simeon knew that salvation wasn't just for the Israelites. He knew that this salvation that was being provided by God through his son was a revelation to the Gentiles the Gentiles were going to be able to receive the salvation that is now available for everyone. God has made His salvation available to be seen by all people. The salvation of the Lord is not just for the Jews, it's for everyone. And notice it says, It's a light of revelation unto the Gentiles. We're all to behold with awe and wonder and majesty what God has provided for each of us. That indescribable gift. Look and see what God has done for us. Salvation has come through the child born in Bethlehem and laid in a manger. Let us behold the wonder of God's Son, Jesus. If you've never received Him as your personal Savior, may this be the time that you understand your need of salvation and you can trust Him tonight, right now, at this very moment. And I'd love to talk to you about it if you'd like to call me. My telephone number is given at the end of this podcast. Or you can email me. Tell me in an email what you'd like to share with me. And I can email you back. And I can help you understand not only your need of salvation. But how that God can fulfill that need in your heart and your life. And you can be a child of God as you receive his son as your savior father we thank you tonight for the privilege of being able to share your word this indescribable gift that you've given that individuals can receive that individuals can be your children and have the gift of eternal life as trust is placed in Jesus as their savior We ask your blessings on the hearers, those that are listening tonight, and we ask it all in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Please stay tuned for a short weekly editorial with Face to Face with Dr. Fred. Good evening. This actual war story was quietly told to me by my pastor at the time, Claude McDonald, at the Sooner Baptist Church in Midwest City, Oklahoma. This is outside of Oklahoma City, 1959. I was the youth director of the church as he told the story. He was very emotional as he related the event. It was World War II in Germany. A young American, born-again believer in Jesus Christ, who accepted Christ by faith before he became a soldier. He tells the story. Of course, like I said, his name was Claude MacDonald, and he was my pastor. In a trench only 30 yards from the Nazi's trench, each waiting for some movement. Finally, movement came. It was a Nazi soldier. As night drew, he came closer and closer and was trying to plan a surprise attack on we Americans. They sent a young soldier for surveillance. As he crawled closer, an alert American fired his M1 and hit the Nazi soldier. It was dark. A cry came out from the young soldier. He was hit, but not dead. His cry was for his mother. It haunted our born-again American. His grandparents, years ago, had immigrated to America, so he knew the German language. And that was why my pastor was put on this special American patrol. The war was winding down, but the Nazis still had orders never to give up. No white flag was seen by the Americans, and no white flag was seen by the Nazis. It was still intensive. To die than rather to give up was the Nazis' order. Darkness made it impossible to see what was going on. But the cry of the young Nazi soldier, crying for his mother, was haunting. Now, there was no crying at all. He was dying. Even though he was about ten yards away from me, no one was allowed to get him. But ten yards away... Our American born-again soldier silently crept to the dying soldier, grabbing his uniform and pulling. Another American followed, and both pulled the enemy into their trench. As the morning sun from the east brought daylight, the medic immediately worked over the young enemy soldier. This saved his life that morning was christmas eve nothing happened some american soldiers were upset about the enemy soldier in their trench and getting medical help another day still no movement waiting in silent darkness a sound from the nazi trench was heard they were singing it was christmas still knocked I Eidach not. It was not long as the German soldiers continued to sing in Germany, still not. The Americans in their trench began to sing in English, silent night, holy night, along with the Germans. The next morning, as the first rays of morning brought daylight, There was a white flag flying from the Nazi's trench. The Germans came up with both hands behind their neck. Yes, it was silent night, holy night. And this was the most memorable time of my pastor's life when that young Nazi was saved and the other side started to sing Silent Night Holy Night What a time to remember He said every Christmas He said I cannot help but remember that event when that young man was saved by our medic and the Lord of course and they sang silent night in german and we joined them and then the white flag went up what a glorious christmas it was silent night
3: holy night
1: information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 64386541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to list 2020 at gmail.com.
2: Thank you and God bless.